Amber. Good morning, Ava. How are we doing today? Good, good. I'm so excited because we are going to be interviewing somebody super special and amazing and oh so talented. So talented. I love it. Visually stimulating. I love that kind of stuff. That's yes. that's that's my forte. So. Eye candy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Christina Toomey is her name. And she's uh, very passionate, kind, and um, communicative young lady who is making some beautiful art and really making her name right now. And very big inspiration to all types of artists who are trying to put their products out into the world. And I felt, I felt really inspired by, by her movement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So she's going to share part of her story with us and where she, I think one of the coolest things is that, um, and she'll get into the, the details, but that she didn't even know she was an artist. I know. And then just picked it up dun, one day. Dun, dun. Yeah. You have to listen to find out. Yes, yes. So please enjoy this interview with Christina Toomey, and uh, we'll see you at the end. Happy listening. So today we're going to be interviewing a friend of mine. I met her actually a few years ago and have been following her work on Instagram and Facebook and have been pretty inspired by the things that she's been doing. Uh, I've gotten to see her work and see her really kind of grow. Um, but this is Christina Toomey and she actually is an artist. She does a lot of um, different kind of huge art piece statements. They're like huge statements. And they're gorgeous so um so our interview is going to be about her and she's going to tell you a little bit more about herself and her art and her passion so um how, let us welcome christina to me hi christina hi guys how are you good. good i just have to say i'm very excited about this because we've only been able to do was this our second interview face to face uh -huh. yeah which the phone interviews are really fun but this is like, this is more interactive, I feel. We aren't in the closet. Usually no. we're in the closet. We're yes. actually at her house. So yes. sorry, we aren't in the closet today, guys. But <laughs> but Christina is actually going to tell us all about her art and what she does. Tell, tell us. Yes. Sure. Well, first off, thanks, guys, so much for having me Absolutely. today. I'm so excited. This is actually my first podcast I've ever oh, done. Yay. So <laughs> we're it's popping super your exciting. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> But yeah, so gosh, years and years ago, I think when people knew me, they would have never had any clue that I was an artist. In mm -hmm. fact, I think I I loved art class, uh, wasn't a star or anything. Mm -hmm. And some people even asked me, they're like, wow, I never even knew that you had that talent. I'm like, oh my God, neither did I. Uh, um, the funny thing is when we moved out to LA, my husband and I are originally from Minnesota mm -hmm. and we moved out to LA. He's in broadcast and production out here in Hollywood, which is obviously the place to be yeah. uh, for that. So we made the leap and honestly with the frigid temperatures up in Minnesota right now, it's I think negative 40 degrees below zero. It wasn't a hard Crazy. decision to come out here. <laughs> um, but we moved out to LA. We had a, a quaint little place over in Beverly Hills adjacent and mm -hmm. It must have been just a couple weeks um, living there, and I looked up at the walls, and I'm like, we need some art. Mm -hmm. And I was digging through Pinterest and thinking about all the cool things out there on the market, and then I'm like, well, where do people buy art that's not super expensive, like home goods and stuff? And mm -hmm. I just thought, 
You know what? I'm going to take a stab at it. And lucky enough, this is the craziest thing. Our house was right behind a Joanne Fabrics. Mm -hmm. And I actually feel like if we had never moved into that house, I never would have become an artist. Mm -hmm. Because it was so convenient to literally walk out my back gate and buy materials. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up going one day and I was standing in the the art... um, aisle literally Uh like perplexed and like I have no idea what this stuff I'm like I know what a brush is and paints but like where do you start yeah so I was kind of on my phone looking at how do you become a painter like what do I need to (laughs) buy type of things and I ended up probably spending a hundred bucks on a canvas and Mm -hmm. brushes and paints and brought them back to my house and just started painting um I would say I wouldn't say they were all gemstones. The first painting, I look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's atrocious. Yeah, but when I created it, I was actually pretty proud and ended up going back to Joanne Fabrics, bought a few more canvases, and continued the journey from there. And as I mentioned, we just moved to L.A. So Mm -hmm. a couple weeks later, we ended up having an open house, and a bunch of our friends came over. And a few of them were like, wow, where did you get this art? This is so cool. I'm like, well, I just whipped this together. And my friend Billy in particular ended up suggesting putting together an Etsy store. And at the time, I think Etsy was really just starting to take off. Mm -hmm. Um, So I looked into it and it was really cheap to put up an ad. I think it was 25 cents to put one painting up. And at that point, I think I had listed maybe like five pieces that I had created. Mm -hmm. And in two weeks, the first one sold. Wow. I literally was jumping on my bed, like (laughs) screaming in delight. Yeah, I'm an artist. (laughs) And granted, I think that painting sold for about $200, which Uh was, you know, again, the cost of materials is probably 100 plus my time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make too much money off of it. But literally the feeling of just like pure elation was Mm -hmm. incredible. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, And then... Funny enough, okay, so that kept going. And then two weeks later on Etsy, um, you can communicate with people on Etsy. So I received an email from this woman whose title was Chief Curator at Raw Artists. And she was just going on like, oh, I love all the art on your site. This is so cool. I'd love to get in touch to discuss you potentially coming uh, to be on one of our shows for mm-hmm. Raw Hollywood Artists. Um, yeah. Raw is a great organization. Mm-hmm. They're global and they really recognize emerging talents. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a launching board for a lot of artists in their careers, which yeah. I at the point had no I've idea. I've actually been to, a, to oh, some cool. of their shows. Yeah. Yeah. Raw is an amazing group. Yeah. So, it's really cool. Anyway, uh, she and I get on the phone and she's going like, when did you start painting? Where did you go to art school? I'm like, I haven't gone to art school and I started painting four weeks ago. (laughs) She's like, I don't even believe this. This is so crazy. She's like, well, I would love for you to be one of my 40 artists Mm -hmm. in our Hollywood show. So that was how I got started. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's really great. Wow. Um, did, Did you mention what year that was? That was four and a half years ago. Okay, okay. That's awesome. So it wasn't even that long ago. No. Yeah. So then you were saying like, if you wouldn't have never lived behind Joanne Fabrics, like things yeah. are just meant to be, Yeah, you know, uh, you were there for a reason. You might not have lived there for very long, but you were there for the amount of time that you needed to be there to really flourish and develop that, yeah. that talent in that art, which I think when you have a talent like that, it's in you. Yes. It's just a matter of time before it's drawn out and pulled out and kind of 
its presence be made known. (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of why, you know, I always urge people to just try different hobbies and because you never Mm -hmm. know what your thing might be. Um, And again, I feel so fortunate we live there. LA is a really challenging city, I think, to do anything because there's so much traffic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had I had a small Jetta at the time. So again, like some of these larger canvases, I wouldn't have been able to even fit them into my car Mm -hmm. had we not literally been able to carry them through the gate. So right. yeah, yeah, it was actually like the perfect thing that happened there. Yeah. yeah. How would you define your art? How, like, what is, what is it called? Abstract. So the, the types of materials I started using when I first was an artist, um, it was all on canvas using acrylic based paints. I never dabbled in oils. I'm still interested in doing that someday. Um, but all of it was water soluble acrylic mm-hmm. based paints. And um, then I started really delving into some textures and how to make um, the paints kind of pop off of the canvas. Mm-hmm. And the last couple years, I started getting really inspired by some artists on Instagram and uh, Pinterest doing resin art. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like really scared to do it because with anything, if you haven't done it before, yeah. it's just almost like, it's daunting. oh my gosh, it's completely daunting. Mm-hmm. And one day, plus resin is really expensive just mm-hmm. for like a gallon at the retail price. It's like $120. Wow. Wow. So you can't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's making a big investment. Not a cheap mistake. No. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up venturing into it, and I just love the way that resin works Mm -hmm. and the way that paints are carried by the resin, too. You can get some really beautiful pigments and and different things that you can't necessarily get with just acrylic paint on a canvas. So, Mm -hmm. um, And that's been how I've really, like, defined getting to a different level, too, in my art career through resin work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it definitely... The art pieces. We're like surrounded by her art pieces right now, and they are gorgeous, beautiful. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So definitely very inspiring. But um, so with starting all of this, like, what have been some of your biggest challenges in um, in getting started? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we know that we were talking about fear and how um, how that can kind of really overcome you when you're starting things off. So what have been like some of your fears and some of your challenges that you've had to deal with in becoming this amazing artist? So three different things. I think the first, the biggest fear that any artist faces, especially when I first started was like, how do I become somebody that's creating original pieces? Um, A lot of my early work, to be honest, I taught myself how to paint by copying a lot of other artists, which is for sure uh-huh. illegal. You're not supposed to do that, but I learn. was, yeah, it's how I learned. It's how mm-hmm. I taught myself. And I was so inspired by so many different artists. Uh, it just, you know, and it, I remember one conversation I had with my husband. He was my boyfriend back at the time. And he just said something along the lines of like, you know, this is all great. You're doing such beautiful pieces, but can you do your own? And that struck me as like, wow, like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, challenge accepted. But Mm -hmm. I was scared, like, 
that's a really hard thing. You know, when you're writing music to be a pianist or singing a song, mm-hmm. like you do, you look at all of your idols and I'm sure there's so much inspiration that people have in their music or whatever mm-hmm. their craft is. And that was my big struggle early on. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I do my own stuff? And actually when I did delve into the resins is when I really found my voice, mm-hmm. which was awesome. The second thing was cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, materials, especially when you get up to the more exquisite paints and pigments. Sure. Uh, you know, some of these things, two ounce bottle can cost you 15 to $30. Yeah. And like I mentioned, the resin is really expensive. So yeah. um, to make any sort of profits as an artist, if you're using the, the most premium ingredients, you really do have to have compelling work and, and mm. drive the market for getting... Mm-hmm. The price points that you want which i think is why so many artists struggle to make a living out, out mm-hmm. of it you know the starving artist is a real thing yeah and, you know it's hard to get also to that level where you know a lot of times our circle of friends and family all have a very similar income that we do right and you know i'm not selling necessarily to the multi-millionaires that are willing to drop fifty thousand dollars on a piece right um which hopefully someday that would be amazing to It'll get to happen. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right eyes have to fall on the piece, and yeah, yeah you. you know, and mm-hmm. it is. It's difficult for people to even invest five thousand dollars on a piece because that's a big chunk of money. That's yeah. you know two months of rent um, yeah. for a piece of art. That's not something that you need in your life, but it's something you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's been you know that's an uphill challenge, but it's been really fun for me to see my breadth of work grow and be able to command a higher price point Mm -hmm. where I am starting to make money on my my craft and it's been fun over the last year to really see my hobby turn into a small business yeah um there was a third challenge and now I'm completely forgetting oh a space yes Uh. so living in LA our first house um you know, I remember my husband would come home from work and I'd have canvases strewn all of the house. house though. It was a super <laughs> cute house, but my poor husband had, you know, a lot of patience with me. There were canvases everywhere across mm-hmm. our dining room table, you know, and paint splatters, it's a mess. So yeah. there were plenty of days that I'd have to be chipping paints off of the wood floors uh-huh. and uh-huh. uh so yeah, that was a difficult thing. And we actually moved into a larger house in order to accommodate my art. But mm-hmm. then when I got into resin work, you know, it's toxic fumes. I mean, we use safe materials, but it still is pretty noxious. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable for anybody to be living in a space that resin is <laughs> yeah. a part of. So <laughs> again, my husband was super supportive of this. We moved to that house to be able to accommodate my art. And then mm-hmm. shortly after I delved into resin, we then had to move again because (laughs) I needed my own studio at that point. And again, as you can see, the pieces that I'm doing are extremely large. Some of them are eight feet by eight feet and uh, you need the space. And LA is hard for that. And obviously the bigger the house, the bigger the expense. So it's a constant struggle and it's a juggling act. Yeah. But good challenge to have. Yeah, right. no, right. I love those challenges. I mean, I think that that's what uh, helps 
us all as entrepreneurs and as artists and and just as people in general um, to keep striving and growing is having those little challenges and it could be something so simple as like can you do your own art Mm -hmm. like what find your voice in it you know and it it sounds like a simple challenge but it takes on a whole new meaning and kind of morphs and develops into something even much bigger and much more beyond ourselves you know so Mm -hmm. that's I like that yeah the little challenges go a long way for sure they really really do um how have like challenges and the results how has like being in this new world and you're still i'm sure learning for being four years mm-hmm. in is you're still you're still yeah. baby yourself still in baby. the industry absolutely you know and there's um as an artist myself i find that there's this like balance of um keeping true to your own voice mm-hmm. but also trying to better yourself and look and become more formally trained at the same time yeah so you kind of like have to balance all that out how has all of this like changed your perspective on your life on yourself that's a good question you know I'm constantly inspired by so many different artists out there I follow a variety of extremely talented women and men and that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our friends, I think we're so lucky living in a city like L.A. because pretty much everybody here is really creative mm-hmm. and a genius in their own way, mm-hmm. which is extremely inspiring. And I think to be surrounded by people that are so driven and passionate, it's it's awesome. Um, how has it changed my life? Honestly, I felt really lost before I found art. I was always seeking to find something that I could just feel like I was great at it. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like there was a huge hole in my heart and my mm-hmm. soul because I was doing great things for other companies and doing great work here. But at the end of the day, it's their stuff. It's not mine. It's not something that I've created. And I think right. everybody wants to be on this planet to leave a legacy, whether it's in your children or your relationships in yeah. in your craft your photography mm-hmm. your makeup and hair like there's so much that you want to give and when I mm-hmm. found art or actually I should say before I found art I, I was depressed and mm-hmm. struggling mm-hmm. to find that connection with yeah. what could drive me mm-hmm. you know I started delving into writing I was trying to write a novel which I still am <laughs> intending on You'll finishing someday You'll do it. Mm-hmm. right there's all these things that we want to do but we just don't have the time but when I tapped into my creativity with art, I just thought, man, I, this is it. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say, if I had been born with a great voice, and I do sound nasally, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with a cold. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, but I always wanted to be on Broadway and be oh, a singer. Oh, really? and Yeah, like, oh that my gosh, that would have been incredible. <laughs> but unfortunately, if you've seen my karaoke videos that my <laughs> husband secretly films of me, it's like <laughs> terrible and embarrassing, but... Uh, so yeah, I think there's things that we want to do sometimes that we just can't yeah. based on our gifts. But you know, maybe if you sell a couple paintings, you could buy a couple singing lessons. There you go. Yeah. I know. Train those vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. We so all I, have our limitations. Yeah. I well, always find a lot of wine helps with my voice. That's true. This In my true. own head, right? Vodka helps me play pool better. Right. Actually, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. Um, you talk about how you follow a bunch of artists on, you know, social media and whatnot, but who stands out to you? Like who like really inspires you? Ooh, so I think there's some of the the great artists that when you go to the museums, LA again, we're so fortunate that there's some great museums here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cy Twombly is one of my favorite artists. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this work, but it's a lot of just scribbles. It's like a mess of madness that's so perfect, though. Uh-huh. And I always loved that because when I would look at his work, I was just like, man, it's actually really difficult to just scribble stuff because mm-hmm. I've tried it, trust me. <laughs> um, and you would think that it, it just looks so easy, like uh-huh. you know, putting chalk on a chalkboard. But the way that he does it, it's like this brilliant perfection of madness that uh-huh. I'm just so inspired by. Basquiat's another one. Um, you know, he struggled with some major, major issues with addiction, and I think a uh-huh. lot of that came out of it in his graffiti work. And mm-hmm. um, the work is just so inspiring and, and interesting. And you try to get inside the artist's head when mm-hmm. you're looking at each yeah. piece, and you know, to come up with something like that. Again, I just think it's sheer brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's other artists too, the Instagram artists that I'm just completely mesmerized by. Um, it's everywhere Mm, inspiration's everywhere yeah Yeah. oh that's so true that is a very key point but um so what in that in being inspired by all these people and being surrounded by so many people who do inspire you what are some of the practices that you do to kind of keep that inspiration going kind of keep that passion burning well I think you know because everybody is so talented you always try to be like and I'm not saying I am better, but you try to just do it better, like thinking about new ways or sometimes I'll look at multiple artists and say like, man, these techniques are so cool. How could I maybe combine some of these things together Mm -hmm. um, to make it unique, but learning from some others. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's the constant dilemma, isn't it? That we all face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you keep your voice unique and real without you know, having a thousand other people copying you and all of a sudden your art's not unique anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I never thought of it that way. You know what? There's this photographer, Joyce Tennyson, and she does these beautiful portraits with large format cameras. Oh, cool. And she's one of the very, she's in her 70s now. I got to meet her and I just started crying after she told me her story. It oh, was that's like, amazing. But one of the points that she made when like it's hard to find your voice and taking a portrait of somebody is a is a very huge responsibility yeah my point is is this man opened up a studio it was either like right next door or underneath her studio yeah. and was doing the same thing but for like a tenth of the price so hmm. people were going to him and like it almost destroyed her yeah and she she almost let it destroy her. But then she realized that it was her voice that came through the pictures. Mm -hmm. Yes. Her personality. And she made sure to stand out and, and to keep, you know, her prices to keep, um, her energy and to her message and, and to stand behind that. And eventually his business ended up failing because he didn't have the passion and the love yeah. and all that. He was just trying to make fast money. That's so true. You know, part of what makes me so inspired by art is really the people that I'm creating the pieces for. And I've mm-hmm. been so yeah. fortunate that I've had an incredible client list. Um, each one of them I've become great friends with, if I wasn't friends with them before we mm-hmm. had met. Sure. Um, and really, I consider it kind of a journey. And just like this woman, like you just mm-hmm. take a snapshot of your vision and it's in my head of what I want to create. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could churn out paintings that cost me a fourth of what I spend mm-hmm. on costume right. materials. But 
I'm the type of person that is not going to send out anything until I feel it's literally like blowing me away. I love that. Yeah. And it's also hard to say goodbye to those pieces too, though. Oh, and oh, I'm sure. some of the art in my house is actually all the stuff that hasn't sold. So when people come over, I'm, I'm like, man, but you should have seen this piece I shipped out the other week. And like, <laughs> all of this great stuff is all over the country. And I'm so proud of that. But yeah, it's hard to let go as well. Mm-hmm. But it's such a great relationship that you have between the person mm-hmm. that you're creating it's true. something for. And I also found that if you don't have that, it's hard for me to get yeah, super into my sense. art because yeah. there's a block. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, part of what I'm able to offer customers too is the sales part of my personality and the customer service um, part of my personality mm-hmm. um, and not just being the artist but also somebody who just wants to really understand the process of mm. what the meaning is for them why yeah. are they selecting me and I think too artists are successful because of their relationships a lot of times and, yes and people that care about them it's fun to know somebody yeah. that can create something for you mm-hmm. yeah your face may not be in these pieces of art but they're going to look at that and they're they're going to get a good feeling inside because of the relationship you created. They're going to yeah. think of you. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to feel you. Yeah. That's awesome. It is fun. There was a customer I have in Alaska. She's mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful person. And she wanted something that was mountain inspired. They live in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And I started out on this journey to create this really unique piece um, using some techniques I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And I kept going. With resin, you do layer after layer after layer. And mm-hmm. resin, like I had mentioned twice, it's really expensive. So the more layers I'm doing, the cost of materials. And my husband and I have several talks about this. Like, <laughs> you know, he wants the piece to get out uh, before it's denting our pocketbooks anymore. But I was looking at this piece and I'm like, oh, it's just not right. And I would do another layer thinking like, I can, I can get this, I can get this. You know, and again, too, with resin, it takes a lot a lot of time to cure, plus the time it takes to make each layer. So I was probably two or three weeks into creating this piece, and I called my customer, and I'm like, I just, I can't get it. This isn't it. I'm like, I'm starting over, because I'm not going to be satisfied, even though the piece was that. great. Like, she, it, it's a great, it was a fine piece, mm-hmm. but it wasn't great, like, yeah, and mm-hmm. I wanted her to be so excited receiving this um, because actually it was a surprise. She didn't even want me to send a photograph or a movie of it to her before it arrived at her house. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted when she initially opened up the box with her husband, oh, wow. it was his birthday gift too. I wanted it to just be like pure joy, and it was. Like the second piece that I created for them was absolutely perfect and yeah. resonated with the mountains and everything that she had really wanted. That's so, so cool. But yeah, like I'm just I'm that into making it so good for the customer because I care about these people so much and I want that like pure elation on their face instead of like oh I can't believe I spent a few thousand dollars on this I don't want this Mm -hmm. at my house right (laughs) yeah no I love that perspective it's um it shows your true integrity I think um that has a lot to be said and that's what's really going to kind of carry you and make you successful because you aren't giving half-hearted just mm-hmm. scribble it out and here you go you yeah. know it's you're pouring your whole heart and soul into it and that's portrayed in your artwork and so when somebody does receive it they aren't just receiving this pretty piece but they're receiving this whole entire like passion with it you know it's a whole emotion that has been put 
into all of that resin that's been poured, you know, like a part of your soul is in it. So they're hanging up you on their wall, not just a pretty piece. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I think by you doing that makes a world of difference. And that's what's going to make you just rise and just be even more successful than I think you even realize that you'll end up being. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. If this is where you are at four years, imagine another four years. Yeah. You know, I do feel so lucky. Um, In the last year, I would say I'm getting recognition outside of my friend group, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that means that people are really starting to recognize you Mm -hmm. if they don't know you. And they're thinking like, wow, you're, you're doing great work and Mm -hmm. we're inspired by your stuff. And, Mm -hmm. Um, I've been getting some recent representation through galleries and getting accepted mm-hmm. into some really like world renowned art shows, mm-hmm. which again, it's just, I'm blown away. Yeah. Like this is it. Like it's yeah. at my fingertips. Yeah. I've created something and, you know, again, it gets back to that legacy. Like I get to give my gift and my yeah. passion and my love to people all around the world. I love that. Yeah. I do too. It feels good. Like it definitely makes my soul happy. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. I'm Thank sure you. it does. It makes my soul happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Amber. Talk about a passionate professional. I know. She's just like... She just talks so much because of how excited she is about what she does. And I love it. Right? Love it. For this being her first podcast interview, she did an amazing job. I know, right? You would think she's done this like a million times. I know. I'm like, how many times have you told your story? Because if you notice, like some of the people that we follow, they have their stories and they have to constantly, they they constantly re- uh, introduce themselves uh-huh. so they get used to it so it becomes kind of a script but she was just so she had such a flow to her because she's a, a passionate yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I can't believe that she's only been doing this art for four four and a half years yeah that's nuts and her her work was just like so beautiful if you guys get a chance to go check out her stuff online. Seriously, you need to do it. It's beautiful. It really is. It really is. And, and her walking us around and let, allowing us to like see these pieces up close and personal. Like, yeah, there's so much depth and soul. And I felt like I was looking into the cosmos. Yeah. You know, like I was looking out, I was looking at a story of like paint and, and, you know, the resin that just like makes everything pop up and, Mm-hmm. And, you know, be a little bit more defined. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Super pretty. Yeah. I just, and I love how she got started. Yes. And I mean, we have to, if we don't make this note on what she said, then we're doing everyone an injustice. But when her husband asked her. Uh oh. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Can you do your own work? Yeah. What kind of painter are you? It's just like, oh, uh, that's right. I can duplicate other people, but who am I? What's my voice? What uh, What kind of artist am I? What kind of, can I do my own work? And it's just like, 
Yeah. That's, I mean, how many times, like we have to ask ourselves that all the time, like what kind of photographer are you? Mm -hmm. What kind of makeup artist am I? Mm -hmm. You know, and it is, it's really finding your voice and finding your niche and figuring out who you are as an artist, Mm -hmm. um, as an individual, you know, and yes, you can be inspired by other people and other artists, but how do you make that your own? Yes. And to be asked that question, it's kind of a slap in the face, but it's that slap in the face that you need. Yes. To kind of kick you into really discovering who you are. Yes. So thank you, Bobby, for asking Christina that. <laughs> right? For birthing another artist into this world. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a crucial question. But it definitely needed to be asked. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that he thought to ask her that because look at what has turned out because of it. She really has discovered her voice. She has discovered who she is. Mm -hmm. And she's, I mean, she's still learning. Mm -hmm. She's still growing in it. Mm -hmm. But it really did kind of just knock her into the stratosphere of of what she's doing now. Mm -hmm. I feel like... This, that's something that I've had to go through in the last year is like, who is Ava as a photographer mm-hmm. and also a mm-hmm. little bit as a bartender too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been challenged with the transitioning from the different kind of bartending I'm doing into now, um, really making my own creations yeah. have their own little personalities. Yeah. And that is not an easy task. It's really, really hard. It takes a lot of you know, looking on the inside. And for me, as an artist, I don't like boundaries. Right? I, I know. I don't. But as a professional, you need to have boundaries and you need to have a definition because if you don't, nobody understands what you're doing. True. True. You know? And so what I've recently, recently realized is that once you create boundaries for yourself, you actually open so many more doors. Yeah. Because now you can submit your art. You can um, know which, you know, tags and which uh, audience to hit, you know, because you know your definition. You know exactly what you're trying to put into the world. And you can make yourself more available to exactly who's looking for your art. Yeah. Yeah. When she put herself on Etsy um, and that what was it a curator found her too yeah um from raw yeah that's you know that was uh christina knowing who she was being ready to put herself out there and then the bright person finding her yeah yeah which i think too gave her being asked to be a part of that show is pretty cool to Mm -hmm. begin with um but i also think that gave her that little boost of confidence she needed Mm -hmm. to continue doing what she was doing and to explore more of what she was doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think she realized at the time that that's what that was doing, but it kind of did push her a little bit more and kind of gave her that little bit of confidence knowing that other people were seeing and recognizing her work, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't just a painting on her wall that a couple friends commented on right but it was actually getting noticed yes yeah yeah that's that's like a goosebumpy feeling too i know you know when she, she said when 
when people who don't know you start yep. noticing you. And that's like scary. Yeah. They don't know you. So they're judging you. They're perceiving you just based off of your art, yeah. which is great yeah. because art is beautiful. But also like we all we all are like, who's the person behind this? Yeah. Who's the real, the authentic, the what's the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's always a weird thing. And fortunately, Christina is super friendly and super like open and kind and just ready to share herself with the world, herself and her art. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, having a sales background, which is kind of where she comes from that in the corporate world has helped her really have that leg up to be able to connect with different clients, Mm -hmm. um, you know, who come to her, she's able to have that connection and get to know them. That's just the salesman. Like I come from a sales background too. Mm -hmm. And I'm able then to be able to connect to, to my uh, clients that way um, on a different level. Because when you're in sales, you have to make a connection with the person that you're selling to or else they never buy from you. Right. And so it's kind of something that's just a part of who you are when you're in sales. Yes. And because of that, mm-hmm. she makes these great connections with these people. So then when they commission a piece from her, she makes it that much more special because now she knows that person. Yeah. Now she has that relationship mm-hmm. with that person. So it's not just a, hey, make me a piece. Okay, I'll make you a piece. Yeah. It's now she's pouring herself into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and that makes each piece that much more special right and she takes it to the next level where she was even saying like somebody commissioned her for a piece uh, representing the mountains right yeah and she started on this piece and when you start on a project you're putting your hours your mind your product you know, you're utilizing all of you're, these things. A lot of money too for yeah. the pro, for the mm-hmm. kinds of um, resin and paints that she uses. She uses high quality stuff, so you can't afford to make a mistake. Yeah, but she wasn't satisfied. Yes, which I think is amazing that she was able to go. Do you know what? This isn't good enough for me, and I am not going to give this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sell this to this person because it isn't a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Integrity. Right. Do you have a situation like that where you felt like you didn't do the best work? So you wanted to keep going? I definitely, I mean, with hair, there's been times where I'm like, do you know what? This didn't quite lift the way I wanted to. I know this is going to take a little more time we can do it now and take care of it. Or if you want to come back tomorrow so we can take care of it, I want you to be a hundred percent happy with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent happy with it. And so I want you to be a hundred percent happy with it. And so let's make sure that everyone is happy. You know, sometimes mine is like very time sensitive. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people can't stay with me another hour to, you know, make it better. Um, or whatever that's only happened like once or twice mm-hmm. but it's I really do want them to be happy right or if I do an updo and they're like uh I'm sorry but can you fix this one piece I'm like absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely I want you to love what you're walking away with I don't want you to just like it mm-hmm. I want you to, to be so thrilled with with 
what you have. Mm-hmm. And so if you want me to tweak that one little piece to look a different way, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is, it, it's a little bit different than what she does, mm-hmm. but yes, I want my clients to be a hundred percent satisfied. I want to be proud of the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want somebody walking down the street with hair that looks eh. Yeah. Because that's my name on that. Absolutely. You know, her painting is on that wall and you don't want her client's friends to be like, uh, that's interesting. You want them to be like, oh my God, where did you get that? Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I've, uh, I've dealt with something the last year too. I won't put out stuff that I don't like. I just can't do it, you know? Or if I do, I make a big, I make a big like thing about it. I tell people this photo is unedited. You can filter it or do whatever you want with it. And, and I have to like put that disclaimer behind it. So they understand that, you know, there's not that extra work put into it because half the fun is capturing the photo. The other half is manipulating it. And, um, well, my point is, is that I worked five weddings last year and they were all a little bit different and they were all small, which I love the small weddings because then I can just be with a couple and just take some really intimate photos for them. Makes it more special. It does make it more special. When they're big weddings, I've, I've been an assistant for big weddings or I've worked as a team and those like, it's more just like getting the content, like hurry, hurry, yeah. hurry get the content. You it's know. not as personal. It isn't. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm grateful to work the small weddings because I am a part of their special day. You yeah. Know? I am. I, they're going to look at those pictures and remember me. It, yeah. It's just, it's not something that you can bypass. But, um, one of the weddings that I worked was very challenging. It was very, very challenging. And it was so challenging to the point that I um, went above and beyond editing to make sure that the whole product, that everything that I put into it was consistent. I want, yeah. you know, like there was like lighting challenges and, and just other things. But at one point, right before I put everything onto um, a disc or, you know, whatever I did for the, the customer, I had to call a friend and tell them like, I feel like this product isn't up to my standards. I don't know what to do. I hope that they like it. And I was terrified. Like it wasn't really, it wasn't my fault in a sense. It was, it was what I was dealt, you know, it's you, you did the best you could with what you had to work with. Exactly. But it wasn't good. Yeah. And I was just, (laughs) I was being hard on my work, Yeah, you know, because I, just like any artist, we have this vision that we want to fulfill. And sometimes you can't fulfill the vision you can, but you can't, you know? Yeah. And so she was like, it'll be fine. Everything is going to be good. I know your photos are beautiful. And I'm like, oh, thank you, but I'm scared. Well, I dropped the photos off and like not even 30 minutes later, I get a phone call from uh, the bride and she is just in tears because she's so happy with the photos. She was just like, you did such a good job. And I was like, holy moly. (laughs) But, (laughs) Oh, thank God. But here's the, here's the difference though. It might not have been a hundred percent what you wanted, Mm -hmm. but you still poured your all into it. Exactly. And I think that that makes a big difference too, is you didn't half-ass it. Yes. Even though you're like, ugh, I can't do this. I can't make it the way I want it. So just, fuck it. Yeah. You actually 
still did your absolute best to give them the best that you could. Yes. So there, mm-hmm. so there is a difference because it yeah. is easy sometimes to just throw up your hands and go, "Well, it's not going to be the way I want it to be anyway." So right, I could whatever. have done that. I could have stopped in the middle, or I could have not taken those extra five or six hours that I put into it to make sure that it was something that I was going to be proud of. If it, if I, you know, go somewhere and I see the photo on a wall, or you know, yeah. However, however they decide to, to do use their display it. Yeah. Display. But yeah, so it is super, super challenging when you're trying to, to put your name out into the world and, and make sure your products are consistent. But if your heart and soul is in it, people will notice, Yeah, you know, like literally a piece of your soul is in it. And that's what Christina does with her art. Yeah. A piece of her is, is in the art. Absolutely. And it's like, you aren't just getting a pretty painting. Mm -hmm. You're getting the story behind it. You're getting the emotion behind it. You're getting the blood, sweat, and tears behind it. Oh, and there are tears. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there are tears. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so she doesn't just give you, throw a painting at you and go, here you go. It's done. Mm -hmm. She really does pay that attention to detail and make sure that she gave it her 110%. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, she does. Working with integrity, man, there is something to be said about it. Yeah. You can, it can take you years to build integrity and it takes mere seconds to shatter it. Yeah. And, and is nearly impossible to rebuild it. Uh Uh-huh. So I always have like one of the things that I always really kind of hold to is like, my word is gold. I want to say, I want to do what I say I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And I want to work hard. Like even when, um, a few years ago I got laid off Mm -hmm. from a job that I was doing and, um, I had so many friends who were like, oh, well, I don't support that line anymore and blah, 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 because they, because they let you go. Well, they were restructuring their business, so they laid off a bunch of us. Um, but it, I made sure I worked hard until my last day and they had laid us off and gave us about a two month notice because they were actually trying to be good about it. And they're like, we want you to work while you're still looking for a job um, so that we can help you. We can give you, you know, letters of recommendation, yada, yada. Oh, that's good. Um, so it's not like they were like, sorry, tomorrow is your last day. See ya. I mean, they, di- they did it with integrity as well. But I wanted to make sure that I worked really hard up until my last day. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you what, my circle... My community of um, makeup artists and hairstylists and all of that is really small. Mm-hmm. I wanted people that when I left that job, when I walk away, I want them to be like, wow, she worked hard till her last day. I will hire her anytime mm-hmm. because they saw the integrity I worked with. Even though they're like now trash talking that line, I never did. Right. Still don't to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um people are like, oh yeah, because they laid you off, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, they did it the best that they could. Like, it just is what it is. Like, and keeping that integrity 
now I have a leg to stand on in my industry mm-hmm. because people will still work with me. Right. That's awesome. I love that. That was a long story for a short meaning. <laughs> no, but that's that's the way the the things happen. I mean, you could use that same analogy in breakups. Yeah. You know, like maybe maybe you uh, whether it's friends or you know somebody that you have a romantic relationship with. Yeah. You know. One day it just doesn't, it's not feasible anymore. It doesn't work the yeah. way that it's supposed to be working. And you, um, you have to make the decision if you're going to leave, but you don't need to trash talk the person, if, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of that, there's actually, um, a lot of African relationships. Did I tell you this before? Um, uh-uh. they will, um, every seven years or so many years, they'll as a tribe come together and evaluate a relationship and see if if huh. both parties are benefiting. And if they are benefiting, they say, okay, all right, shoot for another couple of years. And if, <laughs> if they're not, they'll be like, okay, don't do it anymore. You know, that's part ways. Peace yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's kind of cool as a group because, um, I like the tribe mentality because even though you're in a one-on-one relationship with somebody, unless you guys are hermits and just stay at home all the time and, and, you know, push your friends away, your friends are involved in your relationship. And especially in the American culture, you know, we want to have these, you know, relationships that we put online and that we, um, you know, celebrate with a giant wedding and all that. And you expect other people to contribute and be a part of it. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised when they have an opinion on, you know, how your relationship is affecting them too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So having integrity behind everything, you know, making sure you're good to your friends and your family and your partner and your business is very, very important. And that's a bigger picture as far as like communication too and communicating with your audience and being authentic. There's so many avenues though. Yeah. There's so many ways to make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely enjoyed our, um, interview with Christina. I know. Definitely. I left there with smiles on my face and on my heart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was just so easy breezy. It was like, we were just talking to our girlfriend, Yeah, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but also being surrounded by all of her art too I is, know. you know, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You're surrounded by clothes in my closet, not pretty <laughs> art, but you know, it was nice. It was, it was good to talk to her and really see, um, be around somebody so passionate. Mm-hmm. These kinds of stories are what, I, I mean, they inspire me and being able to share it with our audience, I hope inspires them. I think what we've, what we're trying to do is like share in, in, in basic words, like life hacks. Yeah. I mean, Christina found her voice in art only four and a half years ago. Yeah. And the universe kind of allowed all these things to happen. She fell in love with the right man who challenged her. She lived behind a Joann's where if she hadn't lived behind the Joann's, she would have no way to get the the stuff back to her L.A. home. Right. You know, like the universe allowed these things to happen for it her. It brought it all together. Yes. But she also had to do the work, too. Absolutely. Yep. So it's a it's a. A give and take, you know, with the energy that's around you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I hope that you guys feel inspired and stimulated and, and like Christina says, you know, encouraged to just go out there and test some things. We, we don't know. Just try it. Yeah. For yeah. all, for all we know, like 
I could be a badass like mime or something. Ooh. <laughs> no, Ooh, I like. You are. You're doing it no, right now. No, no. I'm just <laughs> I like talking too much. I can't be a mime. I can't be. Neither can I. No. I'd break character constantly. Right? I would not be good at, at mining, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm good at podcasting. This is something that we're discovering. I feel like our yes. conversations have really evolved in the last... Yeah, since yeah. August. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty nuts, guys. Pretty nuts. Nutso. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. And next week, we're going to come back with the second part of Christina's interview. And there's going to be a little bit more information there on where um, you can find her yes her little store that she has with her wearable art Mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit more to her story and her fun personality yeah uh join us next week for the second part of christina to 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 me me. thank you yeah to me's interview and have a fabulous day but you know what before that Oh, shit. (laughs) Before we close completely. (laughs) Ava, tell me. No. What are you grateful for? Oh, my gosh. This is so ridiculous. Um, Thank you. I am grateful for... God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had it. Give me one second. I'm grateful for... I'm grateful for the the break that I took uh, recently. We Your little mini vacay? My my little, um, well, like that, like December, January, there was like this yeah. month or so where I had a break in between school and I just like really became, came, uh, like tried to pull away in so many to words. To focus. I yeah. had to. And it was so hard. You guys have no idea how hard it was because I had so many things pulling at me from so many different directions and I'm a people pleaser. So it was just like. I felt like, even though nobody necessarily, like, said anything, I felt like I was uh, also hurting people. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And then I had, I had to tell myself, no, these are, we're all adults. You know, these people, if they're really upset with you, they'll come to you. And obviously none of that happened. It's an anxiety and, you sure. know, me trying to, um, when, when you're going through change, you're always going to be fighting yourself on the inside because your body... It's a survival mechanism. Your body is telling you, your mind is telling you, oh, no, this is hard. Don't do it. It's painful. And so you want to stop, right? Yeah. But the enlightened person will push through that pain because they, they see something better on the other side, some growth. So when I took that break... I did it because I knew I was giving too much myself without knowing some things that I need to figure out. And I figured out some of those things and came back stronger. And, uh, yesterday I had a really good friend of mine needed, she needed to lean on me and, Mm -hmm. and I was there for her and I gave her a piece of my, my, myself. I listened to her and I also gave her back some feedback that she needed to help cope with what she was going with. And then another friend that night kind of leaned on me for something else. And she laughed and she was like, Oh, I'm so I'm sorry for like divulging, like putting all this on you. Throwing up on you. Yeah. My, my emotions. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I am, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's okay. And cause you you're know, strong enough now. I am. I am a lot stronger. And I know when to say no, but I, I'm also being stronger, have a lot more opportunities to say yes when that kind of stuff happens. And I'm grateful that I took that break because I, I, 
I need those people in my life. I I have days where I call my friends just crying and trying to figure out something, you know? Yeah. But because of the energy that I put out there and the open person that I am, people want to lean on me. And if I'm okay, if I want to be okay with that, I need to be strong. I need to be, I need to be prepared for it. And I need to be, um, just, uh, centered in so many ways. So yeah, like take a break. If you guys need to take a break, uh, take a step back, you know, be sober for a while. Um, yeah, you know, join a fitness challenge, do something that you feel is going to help you reconnect with yourself when you feel lost. And sometimes it's a week and sometimes it's a month, but whatever, whatever you decide to do, do it for the better. And for knowing that you're going to, you're going to figure out more about yourself and you could be better to the loved ones in your life. That's true. It's, um, I think I've said it before. It's like the whole checkbook theory. Mm -hmm. You can have a full stack of checks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any money in your account, Mm -hmm. You can write checks. Mm-hmm. You can keep writing them, but they're going to be bouncing. They right. aren't going to go through. They, they're, they're no good. Mm-hmm. But if that bank account is full, then you'll get everything you need. And so, so many times we're so depleted, and mm-hmm. we're just writing those blank checks of our life mm-hmm. with no money to back it up. Right. And so, we might be thinking we're helping somebody, but really we aren't because we aren't able to give to them. Because we don't have anything left to give. Absolutely. And so you just, you were just depositing yeah. some emotional and mental mental mm-hmm. money into your bank. That's yeah. that's all you were doing. And yeah. so then when you wrote that check to your friend when she needed you, mm-hmm. it actually had something behind it. The value. The value. I was of able that to check pay attention. Good. I was yeah. able to be involved in it. Because let me tell you, like, there was a few months last year where I've, I was so hard to be present because I had so much on my mind. You could see it too. You could see it on your face. Yeah. And I don't want to be like that. It's not fair to my friends. It's not fair to my coworkers. It's, you know, my family, whoever I'm with at the moment. And I knew that. And part of me realized I needed to step back. I need to step away from it. So I like that. That's good that you were smart, that you Mm -hmm. were wise enough to make that choice. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you guys got to go to therapy, go to therapy, but I'm, I'm more than happy to be that kind of friend to yeah. bounce ideas off of. And, you know, and I, I will be proud of the fact that I do have this um, per- way of perceiving life and um, analyzing it and having, you know, some kind of really grounded um, interpretations that I'm able to share back with the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I have that gift, I want to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> that was long. <laughs> that was a long one. But it was it was very uh, significant to my story recently, too. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Significant to your development, which mm-hmm. definitely is ongoing. But you mm-hmm. can definitely see the changes in the growth that you have had in the past few months. Yeah. There's more of a calm to you. Yeah. 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 Yay. Mm-hmm. All right. Your turn. What, what are you grateful for? Um, you know, I think I'm grateful for opportunities. Mm -hmm. Just recently, I just feel like opportunities keep coming my way. And I, that's something that I had been 
asking God for uh-huh. <laughs> were opportunities. And it's in that I need to be wise with the opportunities I do take. Mm-hmm. And I need to be wise with how, what I do with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's been good. It's the opportunities that been that have been coming my way have really been helping me grow and um, challenge me, but in a good way. And um, it's just helping me develop my skill and become even better than I was the day before. That's awesome. And uh, it sounds like you have another opportunity coming up soon, right? You're going to make a video, a hair, a new hair video? Yes, for a contest. So Yay. we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. You guys will have to uh, tune in because Ava's going to be my model. Oh, such an honor. I was like, she's all, can I put some funky stuff in your hair? I'm like, hell yeah, you can. We're going to functify that hair. Yeah. Not that her purple hair isn't funky enough already. <laughs> However. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm always down to try something different. Purple is my my bottom line. That's like if, her go. That's her yeah. go-to. That's her signature color. Yeah, I can't, I can't stray away from it. I I'll think, keep purple in it. Yeah, but... And that being said, I don't mind ever trying new colors because it's easy to go back to purple if I'm, if I feel the need. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay. So exciting. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy this first uh, episode with uh, Christina, Christina Toomey. To mm-hmm. Yes. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Happy listening. Bye. Peace.